Hey tryhards, Ethan here. Before we get into the show today, I want to talk to you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a donation service, a monthly subscription service where you donate money to me to support the show, support uh, the growth of it, whether that means merchandise or more podcasts or other things of that nature. And I would really appreciate if you guys will be willing and able to give just a little bit of whatever extra money you may have. Because while the show will always be free for everyone to listen, um, the way to make it isn't. And I'm in college, and things are expensive. So I'd appreciate any little amount that you're able to give. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening. Hello, my name is Ethan Hewlin. Like you, I live in a world that never stops moving. Also like you, I have stories. These are my stories. The true stories of a tryhard. Welcome back to True Stories of a Tryhard. I am Ethan Hewlin, and this week is, once again, just me. No particular reason for this, just... I wanted to try something out that um, kind of struck my fancy. I was inspired by Claire Kraske of Forgot to Unpack, a relatively new podcast you guys should really check out. And I was listening to her episode on uh, school and how that's affected her in the past. So I thought I would take a whack at it, specifically how my mental health has changed throughout my schooling experience. So, let's start at the beginning. Elementary school. At the time when I started kindergarten, I'd only been living in the house that I grew up in for about four months. I didn't really know anybody. I was brand new to the neighborhood. And me being an introvert was kind of hard for me to make friends. But luckily, my mom was friends with a bunch of other moms from around the neighborhood and they gotten together for potlucks and things like that so i was able to meet some other kids that way but um, i didn't really know any of them super well so i was the new kid and i went to Catherine carpenter elementary school which doesn't exist anymore and the year after my kindergarten year that school merged with another school, called Oak Park, to form Oak Park Carpenter. My kindergarten teacher was a woman that I will never forget. Her name was Miss Nocklin. She was a Jewish woman, which I did not find out until I tried to give her a Christmas card. Imagine how scarring that was for me. Not scarring, just off-putting, because I'd never met anyone at the time who was Jewish, even though there was a synagogue right down the street from my house. I didn't really know any of those people. They just kind of walked down my street without me really caring that much. First grade, the schools merged, and my teacher was Mrs. Stacy Brooks. She was not that memorable. Though she did send me to the office for throwing a chair on the ground. <sighs> uh, that was a time. 
for me it was at uh, at that particular time in my life a a truck that uh, was under the control of someone who was prone to seizures had busted through our garage after driving across several lanes of traffic. So I was kind of scarred from that, and we went to go stay with my grandparents for the night on the first day of first grade, and I was still working through a few things. Little seven-year-old me was still working through some things. Um, Mrs. Brooks kind of reminded me of my aunt, my Aunt Keeley specifically. Mostly in the way she looked, a little bit in the way she acted, but I don't think I know her as well as I knew my Aunt Keeley. Second grade, my teacher was Mr. Bill Greer. He um, is a bit of a burnout, if I'm being completely honest. He has... Um, He'd been teaching for a while by that time, and even at eight years old, I could tell he didn't really want to be there. And let's just say we were at odds for some of the time, which was um, not the first time I would be at odds with a teacher in elementary school. That was also the year that things began to go downhill for my mom and dad because in 2008 when I was in second grade that's when the Great Recession happened so my mom and dad were fighting a lot specifically about money from what I can remember uh, third grade uh, that was Mr. Hammonds his breath always smelled like coffee and he was a very sweaty man but uh, he was a farmer. Um, he was a part-time farmer. He lived on a farm. And eventually he just started doing that full-time. Which was kind of cool. Because he um, brought us live chicks from his farm. That we got to raise in the class. That was really fun. Uh, we got to meet his family. A few times. When his wife and daughters would come up. Which was pretty cool. Uh, fourth grade. That was when I really solidified my friend group. Um, it was me and my friends Elliot, Tegan, and Jacob. We were inseparable. And I don't know why, but I f felt at the time like Mrs. Headland, my teacher, had it out for us. Specifically, me. She and I did not get along at all. First of all, her name was Vicky, which was... Her first name was Vicky, which is kind of a red flag for me, personally, because that just sounds, I don't know, evil to me. I'm sorry if your name is Vicky and you're listening to this, that's just my personal connotation with that name. But that is also the year my parents divorced. 2010. And that probably has something to do with it. But, um, regardless, I was not in a great place emotionally. That's when I started going to therapy. It was 2010. I thought 
my mom was crazy for making me go to therapy in, at 10 years old because at the time, I'd only seen therapy depicted as something people that were crazy went to. But over time, and a lot of talking, my therapist and I began to understand each other. And I cannot thank him enough. So Dr. Edwards, if you're listening, thank you. I would not be where I am today without you. Uh, fifth grade, 2011. That's when my mom met my stepdad. Which was a little weird for me at the time because uh, it was another guy in the house who wasn't my dad and as I'm sure some kids with divorce do when their parents meet somebody new they kind of feel uneasy and even a little bit angry at them because they're not their parents and listeners I'm going to let you in on a little secret the one thing that I wanted more than anything else at that time, and to a certain extent, still do, is for my parents to get along. But I know now that that will probably never happen, and that's something that I still quite haven't processed yet. But my stepdad, Cedron, is a great guy, and... My grudge against him not being my dad has basically gone away by this point. He has taught me a lot of things. He was the f he was one of the first people that taught me how to drive a stick shift. And I'll never forget we were in a hospital parking lot. And I was mad at myself because I didn't get it on the first try. Speaking as an AP student, that usually happened with me. I usually got things or I didn't. And he was one of the first people to really speak into my life that if I really wanted to do something, that I could work at it and be good at it without being good at it right off the bat. So for that, I can't thank you enough, Cedron. Regardless, uh, my teacher that year was named Mrs. Richter. I loved Mrs. Richter. She was like another grandma to me. She was an older lady, she um, she was very fun, she always taught us lessons that were uh, made out in a fun way, and that's the year I started doing advanced math, which I did every year following through my senior year of high school. I did 6th grade math in 5th grade, and I was always a year ahead from then on which put a certain degree of hubris in me. I thought I was a better class of human than the other kids in my class because I was doing more difficult math than they were. Just shows you what a 11-year-old's ego really looks like. I remember we read Tuck Everlasting in that class, which was one of my favorite books that I ever read in elementary school, probably because it's one of the few that I remember. 
um, besides, you know, Harry Potter and other things of that nature. Sixth grade, yeah, my district was weird. We did elementary school through sixth grade, which was becoming less and less of a thing uh, the further I got through the public education system. But uh, sixth grade, my teacher's name was Mrs. Stiglick. Um, I was with uh, my friend Elliot at the time from the four of us. It was just Elliot and I together. And we really bonded that year. Like, we got super close. And we were basically inseparable for the next two years. Now, listeners, something that you have to understand about Elliot is that he was a little bit different than most people. Elliot was born with a deformed left hand, which was one of the first things I noticed about him when I met him, which was in first grade, I believe. And he and I um, didn't exactly get off on the right foot, which um, I remember him kind of pestering me about not wanting to talk about his hand the f first few weeks that we were in the same school, because up until then we'd never met. But eventually we moved past that and I got to know him, and Elliot Elliot is a lot more of an extrovert than me. He's a lot more willing to take risks. And what's happened in a lot of my friendships is that the more extroverted of the two will kind of adopt the other one and kind of escort them places and make them do things. And that's what happened with Elliot and I. We were always hanging out at his house, playing Star Wars Battlefront on the PS2, and and making YouTube videos because we thought we were going to be YouTube famous one day. Like, I don't know how many Gen Z listeners are that listening right now, but um, Maddie B. Raps was a big inspiration on us, as well as people like Rhett and Link and a few others. That was mostly from me. Like, Elliot and I had it in our heads that we were going to be famous one day. Like, both of us together were going to be famous. Th through some form or another, we thought it was going to be YouTube at the time. But, um, kind of after 8th grade, our paths diverged. And we weren't as close anymore. But that's a story for another day. I remember in 4th grade, that was when the birds and the bees talk happened which is not something I remember fondly. I remember it being kind of awkward because I never really wanted to talk about it. It just kind of happened. And um, I was forced to bring my parents a waiver that um, basically said the nurse can show pictures of genitalia to your children. Which was a little bit weird, because at the time, I'd only ever seen other people's on accident. I didn't want to be staring at them on a projector screen for over an hour, every day, for a week, 
which is kind of what happened. And um, ever since then, my sense of humor has never been the same. Because when you have the innocence of not knowing that sort of thing, your sense of humor is different. It's a lot more innocent. And I kind of glossed over it, but when the divorce happened, I really kind of lost interest in school. It, um... There was a lot more going on outside that I felt like I needed to pay attention to. And as the oldest of, at the time, three siblings, I felt like it was my obligation to kind of protect my younger sisters from what was happening around us and try to get us through to whatever the other side was. But that is my story of elementary school and maybe next week will be middle school maybe it'll be something else thank you listeners for tuning in this week to true stories of a tryhard you can find me on instagram at ethan.t.hewlin you can find me on twitter at etphonehome those are zeros and the e's are threes you can find the podcast on instagram and twitter at true stories pod the best way to get the word out about podcasts is via word of mouth and social media so please 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 share this with your friends share it on your social media and if you post it in some way and tag me you will get featured on the official podcast accounts and please feel free to leave a rating and review on apple podcasts i would very much appreciate it i'll be back with more stories next week regardless so until then this is ethan hewlin Signing off. Hello, those of you who are listening after the outro music. This is a little special moment for those of you who have been thinking about joining the Patreon but haven't quite yet. Um... If you join the Patreon right now, all through the month of July, all the proceeds of your um, donations will go directly to the Trevor Project. So anyone who joins during the month of July, I'm extending pride into July by donating all my proceeds from Patreon to the Trevor Project. So please, if you would like any little bit goes a long way. I'd like to keep the show going as long as I can so that way both I and you, listener, can gain more perspective and explore our own mental health. So, if you would like to donate, I would be very appreciative. If not, that's fine too. But, any little bit helps. So thank you for donating, and thank you even more for listening.